This is the John Oakley Show podcast. And now the province's financial accountability officer has come forward with a projection in the event that there's a recession in the province of Ontario. How would that augur for our economy, especially against the backdrop of the budget that was submitted for the five-year, let's say, window uh, this past spring? Doug Ford introduced that budget. Let's get the financial accountability officer, Peter Weltman, in here to explain what they found by way of something akin to a stress test for the economy in the event of a recession. Peter, good to have you back on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. It's great to be back. Good afternoon to you. All right. So you did this hypothetical stress test, can we call it? That's right. That's exactly what it was. We did a stress test. We did a hypothetical scenario because uh, despite the beautiful sunshine, of course, you have to have the FAO stepping in with doom and gloom that's in the job description. I don't know if you knew that or not. Oh, yeah. It's right there. Yeah. So it's important for MPPs to understand risks around anything, and it's certainly a government budget plan. There has been a lot of discussion in the economics community, if you will, not that that means a lot, but there certainly is a, a sense out there, and, and we, we alluded to it in our budget outlook, our budget analysis, that there's some significant potential headwinds in the economy coming up, notably trade, and we've seen that with you know the U.S.-China stuff going on. International trade is uh, a little bit weaker. It's gonna, it could affect Ontario, and, uh, and household debt levels are still very elevated in Ontario, and that puts people in a bit of a precarious position should the economy start to come up a little bit. So we did note that in our budget, and we said these are things that that could pose risks to this plan. So we took it a step further and said, okay, what if some of these risks were to materialize? What would the plan look like? What are the potential impacts? And again, it's a hypothetical scenario, but it does give MPPs a chance to, you know, look at it and say and ask some questions. All right. And so you run these scenarios. Uh, Worst case scenario, uh, as you projected, uh, what do we have to be wary of? Well, we projected one scenario. We didn't do a bunch of them. We, we looked at something that we thought was reasonable, was mild, that was probably in line with with what a lot of the other forecasters are sort of hinting at or, or, or warning about. And our scenario basically said that, um, you know, we're looking, the, we said effectively in our, in our budget outlook that we're looking at about a $0.9 billion surplus in five years' time. If we were to undergo a moderate or mild to moderate recession in, let's say, 2020, which is the number we looked at, then we would see an increase in the deficit, you know, by 10, to, by 10.8 billion in 2021-22. So that's year four. That would be up to 16.5 billion. Bottom line is, uh, we would still be in deficit, even though the economy would start to recover. We'd still be in deficit, and the we would add another 31 billion dollars to the debt level against what we have now. Well, that wouldn't argue well for the Ford government. I mean, uh, even though there's only three years left, I mean, the projections out five years show that uh, we'd be in as bad a position as we were when, uh, I guess, McGinty handed the reins to Kathleen Wynne, no? Pretty much. And so on a debt-to-GDP basis, we would the government would not be able to hit its target, and we would be a little bit worse off. And again, you know, want to reinforce, this is a hypothetical. It's just to give, you know, people a sense as to what could happen. The most important takeaway, though, is that when a recession happens, you have a decrease in economic activity. You have a decrease in employment. So from a government's point of view, you have a decrease in employment income, therefore employment, you know, personal income tax. You have a decrease in corporate profits, therefore a decrease in corporate income tax. So your revenues, your two key sources of revenue start to drop. 
Uh, you may have some offsetting spending to do to try to stimulate the economy. Again, there may be there are training programs that will kick in, social services that will kick in. These are automatic stabilizers, if you will. Uh, you might see a bit of a drop in interest rates if the bank gets nervous and cuts rates to try to stimulate the economy. Uh, but ultimately, even after a recovery, it does take some time for revenues to recover to where they were, and you've had to incur some debt to get you through that stimulus period. And that debt doesn't go away unless the government chooses to, you know, basically work it down over the, over the time when, when times are, are good. What you're basically saying, though, is uh, in a lot of instances, the government has very little control over the vagaries of international markets and economies. Well, of course they do. All they can do is react. All they can do is position themselves to be able to react. And I think we've seen that, you know, certainly federally way back in the early 90s when the government did, uh, you know, take some serious steps at reining uh, in spending so that it was in a better fiscal position to withstand. Certainly in the 2008 recession, the federal government came out of that in reasonably decent shape because they had been left in decent shape. And, and, you know, any government, it's not easy work, but certainly that's what governments can do. They can only respond to events. They can't really control events. Again, with Peter Weltman, Ontario's Financial Accountability Officer, having run a scenario, a stress test, if you will, in the event of a recession, how would it impact the economy in the province of Ontario? So what you're saying is, okay, uh, we'd be deeper in deficit, or at least something that would be uh, the largest since 2010-11, and uh, we'd take on additional debt of $31 billion by 2023-24, and the GDP, the debt-to-GDP ratio would uh, go up to nearly 45%. It's hovering around 41 right now. So is this sort of uh, a cautionary tale that maybe the government ought to hedge against the future and uh, take some preemptive measures? Is there anything they can do along those lines? I mean, they're not even talking about balancing the budget until 2022, I believe, uh, which seems rather cautious to some of us. Well, I think in some respects what the government has done in this fiscal plan is they've given themselves some flexibility. Because I mentioned before in our budget outlook, the text of the budget basically is forecasting the, you know, the point, the $1.6 billion surplus. But what they didn't say, but what they included in the plan was some revenue measures in three years out. So a lot of those revenue measures were tax cuts. So these are things that could be implemented should the economy start to turn. Typically, governments will do that to try to stimulate investing investment. So the government has given itself some some fiscal flexibility, if you will, to assess the situation and act accordingly. And they've built that into their to their budget plan. So and we've and we've noted that in the report. So there may be other things that they that they want to do or they can do that are built into the plan. So it'll you know uh, this this stress test shows it'll throw them off track. But I guess I would say that if they hadn't built in some of this flexibility in advance, it might have thrown them off track to an even greater degree. Our, our for example, our forecast, the FAO forecast, does not include those revenue measures. And we, so without those revenue measures, uh, you, we forecast a $6.5 billion surplus five years out. The government did not. The government forecast $1.5 billion. Mm. And uh, so, there's, you know, so there's a bit of fiscal flexibility for them should, uh, should they need to make some course corrections. I'd be curious to know what your federal counterpart is thinking along these lines, but we'll leave that for another time. You know, when we talk about uh, the fact that recessions uh, can change the equation and the numbers, as this whole study that you've conducted points out, uh, 
historically, things are cyclical, you know, the business cycle and so on and so forth. We haven't had a recession in, I don't know, the last 12, 15 years or so. Uh, what do you, right. sus- you suspect? We're, we're probably historically due, aren't we? Well, we're probably, if you look at history and you assume that history will repeat itself, uh, and you, you, know, you assume that at some point there is some cyclicality, we're probably closer to a recession than we are to a recovery. I think that's a fair thing to say. We're on to almost the longest period of expansion in history. Uh, really, the last recession was 07, 08, so we're into a, a fairly good stretch here. And in the States, it's even a longer stretch. So I think a lot of uh, commentators and forecasters are concerned that uh, a recession is, is, is likely, you know, likely due. You can't forecast these things. You can't forecast the intensity of it with any degree of accuracy. But all you can do is sort of put up some, some flags and say and start to think about, you know, what you might do, what, some, what the scenario might look like. Should there be some sort of recession? How would it impact things? Do we have time now to plan in advance to counter some of those? Well, and this does lead to something you spoke to earlier, uh, household debt uh, at record levels. Is this a clarion call for people to get their household debt in order? Well, I think I don't want to pretend that we can be the clarion call. I think uh, we simply provide analysis to MPPs and help them ask questions. But I think certainly, uh, you know, people are looking at this, and if they've never experienced a recession before, uh it, it provides some opportunity to do a little research to understand what the impacts of recession could be. And, you know, that gives them a chance to think about how they might, uh, you know, recalibrate their own, their own finances should the, should the need arise. Uh, but what people do ultimately is, is, is what people will do. It's not, you know, mm. we just put out the analysis. No, well, I appreciate that. And they can take it under advisement uh, if they so sh- should choose. But uh, let's just say in parting that uh, there's a positive note. If I got it right, uh, you're suggesting any recession, though, would be short term and the recovery likewise. That's what our suggestion is. And we don't see a severe recession on the horizon. We haven't had a you know, a massive change in a lot of the fundamentals. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're forecasting is a moderate recession, and that's what seems to be the consensus around the chatter amongst economists is that the next recession will likely be a moderate one. And so is your number crunching done for the summer? I hope so. You can relax and then uh, crank things up again in the fall. We never stop here. We have lots of great stuff coming out. Not as much in the summer, but we'll have some more stuff coming out later on. All right. Well, we'll speak on that occasion. It's always a pleasure, Peter. Thanks. Thank you very much. Yeah, Peter Weltman is Ontario's Financial Accountability Officer. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.